0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Reds fans, and what's going on, baseball fans? I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about this Reds-Tigers series. Going to break down the pitching matchups, give you a nugget on each guy for both the Tigers and the Reds, and just kind of take a look at the series overall plus some thoughts about uh, looking ahead a little bit. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute. Before we do, I'm to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app today on your favorite mobile device and join me next week as we talk about this Reds team. That's the Spotify Greenroom app. They're changing the way that we talk sports. You are locked on Red. Daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, we've got a important series for the Redlegs coming up. They have to make some hay against this Detroit Tigers team. We'll talk about that in just a minute. First of all, thank you for watching in for listening to today's episode I'm your host, Jeff Carr. If you are new to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you each and every day. We've got a very intense stretch run coming up here for the Redlegs. They are ahead in the wild card for the time being, and I think they've got a shot to seal the deal. They've just got to play really well here in the month of September. I'm going to tell you why I think they will in the final segment of today's podcast. Before we get into all of that, though, make sure that you're following me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, questions, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. All right. Today, tonight, rather, the Reds begin a series against the Tigers, Yeah, that used to be a logo for the Tigers like 100 years ago. Back in the 1920s, they um, didn't really do logos that well back then. Anyway, I thought I'd uh, pull that up because in case you haven't seen it or not, this is a very infamous logo in the world of sports. I don't know if you're up on some of the worst logos ever made. This is up there. In fact, there was another iteration where they like take out the eyes. The eyes are just white. So it's like ghost tiger. Like, I don't know. Maybe they thought they were going to scare people to death or what, but yeah. um, Graphic design in the 1920s. I can only imagine. Anyway, this three game series between the reds and the tigers is going to be interesting because the tigers are sort of in a point in their rebuild where they should be coming up. They should be beginning to at least see some, some guys that they can buy in with for the coming years. And so far, I mean, this year's kind of been a mishmash for them. They've had some nice series against contending teams, and they've had some rough series as well. But coming into this series with the Red Legs, we're going to see two left-handers, which if you know anything about what the Reds have been doing this year, that's going to make things interesting because it does not matter really uh, what we're talking about so far as how good the left-hander is, what kind of pitches he throws. Honestly, if he throws from the left side, they've been dominating the Reds this year. And the two guys that we're going to see Friday and Saturday, Tyler Alexander and Matthew Boyd, are really not Anything special? So far as lefties go, they're just kind of average. In fact, if I give a nugget about Tyler Alexander and Matthew Boyd put together, they don't walk people. They have very low walk rates. In fact, Matthew or Tyler Alexander rather has a career walk rate that's almost half, and he's only pitched for a couple of years. But in these three years that he's pitched, his total walk rate is almost half the league average. He's going to throw strikes. And the Reds got to be ready for that. He throws a lot of cut fastballs. He's a cut fastball, sinker, slider type pitcher. Also has a four seamer and a changeup that he mixes in there. But mostly it's the cutter, the slider, and the sinker that are going to be the main pitches that the Reds see. So how do they deal with that? They they hit really well against J.A. Happ. That was kind of like a release of just all of the tension that had been built up against left-handed pitchers recently but how do they carry that over into this series? They've got to sweep this series. I'm not looking at these three games and saying, I'm going to be happy with two out of three. It'll be nice. They really need to win two out of three. That is the absolute baseline. But after losing the series to the Cardinals, they really need to sweep this series and keep the pressure on the Padres, the Cardinals, and the Phillies. The Phillies, I thought for a minute there, We're going to lose ground yesterday against the Nationals because the Nationals went up 6-0 early on Philadelphia, but the Phillies came all the way back and ended up winning that game 7-6. So they are right there on the Reds' heels as well. So they cannot be messing around and allowing the Tigers a lot of room here. And when you look at Matt Boyd on Saturday, so Tyler Alexander doesn't walk people pretty average to below average left-hander, which is a death sentence against this Reds lineup this year. Matthew Boyd is kind of a Wade Miley light, if I could put it that way. He limits hard contact very well. Not really a strikeout guy. He does limit the walks, like I said, but he's just going to keep the Reds from hitting anything really hard. But on the same uh, side of the coin here, he's been an all-right uh, you know, statistical pitcher, like three and a half ERA. According to StatCast, his expected ERA says he's getting a little bit lucky, should be a little over four. But for the most part, I mean, that is a solid pitcher. And again, he throws from the left side. So how are the Reds going to counter that? They, I mean... Bringing in Delano to Shields, I think, is part of the equation. Hopefully getting Eugenio Suarez some kind of awesome September like we talked about in the last podcast, that's part of the equation as well. And maybe as Drupal Cabrera factors in somewhere, you've got to get these guys rolling and you've got to get them beating up on these left-handed pitchers this weekend. And then on Sunday, the Reds will face, uh, I, I think he's still rookie eligible, rookie phenom Casey Mize. Now, so far in his very tiny, minuscule career in the major leagues, he hasn't lived up to the number one overall pick in 2018 hype, but he is slated to be the Tigers' ace moving forward. He is supposed to be their next big thing. So far this year, it's been a mixed bag. He's been pretty decent at limiting the walks. I think that's overall something you can expect from these Tigers pitchers, but he's not been striking out a ton of people. And for the most part, people are hitting him pretty well. He's a little bit below average, not necessarily too bad, but right there around the league average with average exit velocity against him and his expected stats, you know, expected batting average of 256 expected slugging of 461 hopefully the Reds can put some runs on the board. Cause as I'll say in a minute here about Luis Castillo, Castillo starts have been pretty unlucky recently. Uh, and hopefully the Reds can provide some luck in the form of runs, but those are the three guys for the Tigers this weekend, Tyler Alexander tonight, Matthew Boyd tomorrow, both those guys Southpaws and on Friday, the right-hander Casey Mize. We'll talk about the Reds pitchers here in just a minute. Before we talk about that though, excuse me, I wanted to tell you about my favorite protein bar on the market, the best tasting protein bar there is Built Bar. I've been telling you about them for a long time now. They've got amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia, which is my favorite. They got coconut, they've got peanut butter, brownie. They've got cookies and cream. So many amazingly delicious sounding flavors that you're thinking there's no way that these can be healthy, but really they fit into just about every diet. We're talking about 120, 130 calories a piece, less than four grams of sugar, less than four grams of fat. And in some cases up to 18 grams of protein, these are super snacks and they're made with 100% real chocolate. That doesn't make any sense to me, but it works. And Built bar is phenomenal. You can go to built.com today and use the promo code locked on to save 15% off your next order. You can get a box of one flavor. You can get a, a mix box where you pick three different flavors and get six bars of each flavor, or you can do the ultimate mix box and get two bars of every single flavor that they have offered. And they always have limited time rotating flavors coming in and out. Check them out at built.com today and use the promo code locked15. To bring your snack game into the major leagues with the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's built.com and the promo code locked 15. All right. So, with the Reds facing the Tigers this weekend, they've got three probable stars. One guy's looking to really bounce back, and we'll start with him because he's starting tonight. Vladimir Gutierrez had a really rough outing in his last uh, time on the mound. And you know, you don't have to really dig too deep into it. The Marlins just absolutely hit the crap out of everything that he threw. He gave up five earned runs, only one home run, but he allowed seven hits in just three innings of work. And that was kind of a a rough, awa- a rude awakening for him because up until that point, he had a phenomenal stretch of games. We're talking about six straight starts where he pitched at least six innings and allowed two earn runs or less. Goody has been Gucci for much of this year. I know that he spent some time back down in AAA after your free ref starts at the end of June. Um, sorry. at Yeah, at, there at the end of June but he was quickly back up and he has shown the value there at the back end of this rotation. He is a guy that whether he comes out of the bullpen as a long relief guy or what they have planned for him in this post season, hopefully there's more than just the card game. We'll get to that in a little bit, but he is a guy that should be a very key part of this reds pitching staff in October. And then whenever you think about this start, The one thing that I really want to hone in on for Vladimir Gutierrez is his changeup. He's kind of been using it a little bit more here recently, but it's his best pitch. He doesn't throw it that often. He mostly just throws it to left-handed batters. He's only thrown it 11% of the time overall this season. But when you look at the numbers, they're awesome. The batting average against it is 143. The expected batting average says he's getting slightly lucky, but it's still under 200 and the slugging and expected slugging are minuscule as well. That's been his really bread and butter put away pitch so far as everything else is concerned. His slider is pretty good too, but the changeup has been something that I think he worked a whole lot on during that really stretch of good games and something that I think that he should continue to develop against this Tigers lineup here tonight. Because we're talking about a Tigers lineup that it's okay. They can put the pressure on you. They're they're not really going to be anything to get too, uh, bent out of shape about like, so the matchups here, these don't look good. I think the reds pitchers should be able to handle this tiger's lineup. And I think Goody is no exception. Then we go to Saturday, We go to game two and our man, Tyler Malley's on the mound. Now, normally I'm very excited about that, but here's the reason why he's pitching at home. You're probably going to hear a couple of things about this, but whatever. Here is the skinny on Tyler Malley at home. He's had 12 starts, 63 innings pitched, and an ERA of six. When Tyler Malley starts on the road, he's like a Cy Young Award candidate because in 15 starts on the road, he has 85 innings pitched and an ERA of 1.9. At home, he's barely a major leaguer. I'm not really sure where the hangup is. I know Great American is not the friendliest pitcher's park in the world, but everything is just so much worse at home for Tyler Malley. I mean, his whip, his walks plus hits per innings pitch, it's almost one and a half. And on the road, it's less than one. He just does not do a good job. And he's pitched a lot less innings at home, but still giving up way more home runs, 17 home runs he has allowed at home. In 63 innings pitched, a total of 42 earned runs, 44 runs total, but 42 of them are earned. And he hasn't even allowed 20 earned runs on the road. And he's thrown over 20 innings more than he has at home it's phenomenal, the difference here, but whatever it is, hopefully Tyler Malley can kind of right the ship. He doesn't have a ton of home starts left. Should the probable starter schedule remain as is, he's going to pitch more on the road. But I think that this is a kind of night again against this Tigers lineup that has a couple of dudes. And I mean, you're still looking at Miguel Cabrera, who is the ageless wonder. I'm looking forward to watching him play But other than that, there's not really a whole lot of guys to get scared about in here. You're not, you're not worried about the J Mark Candelarios and guys like that. And Eric Haas, like Eric Haas is a pretty decent fantasy option that I've taken advantage of this season. But for the most part, there's nobody that should really scare Tyler Malley in this lineup. He should be able to go right after guys and hopefully not do the whole, like, let's run up the pitch count thing. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for from him. And then Sunday, Luis Castillo. We absolutely need him to be good. He's been good. In fact, since the really bad blow up in Cleveland, he's had successive starts that look phenomenal. You're talking about five straight starts, right? Mm -hmm. Four straight starts. I need to count better where he's allowed three earned runs or less four straight quality starts. Do you know how many games, how many of those four games the Reds have won? they've lost the other three. And in fact, the other three, they, Luis Castillo was saddled with the loss because pitcher decisions are just really out of whack, but that's whatever. But Luis Castillo in those four straight starts, the reds have given him a total in four starts. They've given him a total of nine runs of support and six of those came in the start against Miami, i.e. he's getting one run in the three games that he's lost and that the Reds have lost when he's pitched, they scored a total of one run in each of those games. Hopefully with the way that they broke out of their offensive slump against the Cardinals, hopefully that carries over here into this Tiger series. And we just see an outpouring of runs. We're just loading up the scoreboard, having to use three, four, and five hands to count how many runs the Reds are scoring because it's just been unfair. I mean, this is why I don't give that much credence to pitcher win-loss records. Like if a pitcher gets to 20 wins, that's kind of cool. But for the most part, I'm not really worried about what a pitcher's win-loss record is because Luis Castillo has pitched amazing and he's lost three out of his last four. That doesn't make any sense to me. Hopefully he gets the win on sunday all right i've got some thoughts about the future for this red legs team as we are in the stretch run coming up here in just a minute before we get into that though i have a tip for you for betonline.ag first off go there set up your profile type in the promo code locked on you'll get 100% more on your initial deposit whatever you put in they're gonna double it they really like you they really like locked on put in that promo code and get twice the money that you put in to use to make some money off your sports knowledge at betonline.ag. They've got great lines for Major League Baseball, money lines, run lines, over-unders. They've got good prop bets as well. And as football is getting going, you've got all the great lines of football as well. But I got a baseball tip for you tonight. I'm looking at the Rockies. I'm looking at the home Rockies. We've talked about this so much because it has just been phenomenal. The Rockies are 20 games over five hundred at home, they are ten games under five hundred total. They are just phenomenal at Coors Field. They're playing the Braves tonight, who I know the Braves have really come on as of <clears throat> as of late, and they have Hosker Enoa back on the mound, who earlier this season was phenomenal, but. I really like the Rockies in this game. You got Antonio Sensatella pitching for them. Plus, they're at home. They got voodoo magic going on there. You can get them at plus one twenty two. Get a value. You, just for example, you put ten bucks down. If they win, you get twelve bucks on top of that ten bucks. So you're going to win twenty two dollars if the Rockies win. I think they're going to win. Take the Rockies money line plus one twenty two tonight because that home Rockies home Rockies cheat code. It's been a cheat code all season long. Take them today at betonline.ag. Go there, set up your profile, type in the promo code locked on. You'll get 100% more on your initial deposit, double your deposit, and use the Rockies plus 122 money line to get a couple dollars more. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. Also, stop me if you've heard this before because uh, I think we've all had this problem. Uh, you've got a device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. That's just way too much stuff. Let me help you get everything together and get your TV With DirecTV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I mean it's 2021. Let's let's bring everything into one television and use it by or and use direct TV stream to do it. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, we're gonna close out today's podcast just by kind of looking into the future because The Reds have a schedule that we've, we've talked about many, many times before it's favorable, right? We're talking about a team that is facing the pirates a bunch or where the Reds are playing the tigers this weekend, a team that the Reds should make some hay against. Now, don't get me wrong. Kind of like the Marlins and the Cubs. These are professional baseball players. The good news is it's at great American. So they should get a little bit of a bump playing these guys at home. And then overall, you kind of look ahead after Detroit. There's three in Chicago. There's three in St. Louis. St. Louis is going to be a tough series because the Cardinals aren't out of this thing yet. Then you got three more against Pittsburgh, three at home against the Dodgers, three at home against the Pirates, four on the road against Washington, who I just mentioned. Washington had a 6 nothing lead against Philadelphia and blew that. Washington's not playing for anything right now. Hopefully, the Reds can make some hay against them then two against the White Sox, who by then might have some stuff sewn up and they won't be playing their darndest, maybe trying to rest up a little bit for the playoffs. And then they finish with three at Pittsburgh. If you think I said the pirates a lot, it's because I did. They're playing the pirates a lot and the pirates are a team that they should beat. So I'm looking at this and, and I read something today on ESPN that they they did like a panel, like a round table of their, their uh, baseball writers and things like that. And they asked the question, they said, which team currently in a playoff spot or close to a playoff spot is the most volatile and likely to not be in that playoff spot at the end of the season. It wasn't unanimous, but it was like more than half of the people said the reds eight people out of these, or I guess that's not half. It's like almost half. Whatever, out of 17 writers, eight of them said that the Reds are the most volatile and probably won't actually make the playoffs. That is kind of a sentiment if you ask a lot of Reds fans. Every time they lose, most Reds fans say, Hey, I see, this team just isn't that good. I'm here to tell you they are. I'm here to tell you they're gonna make the playoffs. They're going to make this second wild card spot. I think that the Padres, while they're only a half game back, are just missing too many guys, and they're relying too much on uh, some fill-ins that aren't up to snuff. I mean, Jake Arrieta is getting the start again today. He's coming back off the injured list and making another start. And while they are playing the Astros this weekend, they've got a lot against the Dodgers and the Giants, who both teams are fighting like cats and dogs to try and figure out who's going to win the NL West both of those teams are going to be going as hard as they possibly can the rest of the year, which does make me a little worried about that three games against the Dodgers coming up in a few weeks. But overall, when I look at this, I give the advantage to the Reds. And I I just don't think that the Phillies or Cardinals are going to catch them. I think the Reds are going to make it. So I look ahead to the future. I look and I see this wild card game. Who do I think the Reds are going to face? Number one, I think it's going to be the Giants. I would much rather them face the Dodgers, but I think that the Dodgers have become the juggernaut, the, um, you know, they, they've almost become the evil empire. I'm I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I know that that was reserved for the Yankees because of what they did in the 90s and the 2000s and things like that. But I think that the Dodgers have taken that moniker from them because they can have whatever they want. They've shown it when they traded for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. They just don't care about the luxury tax threshold. They will pay as much money to that luxury tax as they possibly can as long as they get another championship. They are a wagon if you uh, go with hockey terms. They're a total wagon. And I think the Giants, while they have played admirably all season, they've been very good, are kind of coming into a skid at the worst possible time, maybe coming back down to earth a little bit. So I think the Dodgers win that division. And that means that the Reds get the Giants in the wild card game. And looking ahead to that, I still think that they should do what I've been talking about here recently. And that is piggyback two starters. I don't know if the three starter thing is going to work, but I think the two starters, you can at least get David Bell. Nick Kroll and everybody in charge on board with, because number one, you got to throw everything at this. This is a one game winner take all scenario. Number two, it's a great idea to start Luis Castillo and then piggyback Wade Miley off of him. Like say you get four innings out of Castillo, maybe two or three innings, hopefully three innings out of Wade Miley. So then you only ask the bullpen to pitch six outs that is much more palatable. Plus, well, while Justin Wilson is growing in confidence and growing in trust, I still don't look at him as the playoff left-handed reliever that the Reds need. Wade Miley can at least be that dude to mess up the other lineup because you're not really going to do that well if you have to switch your lineup in game for a left-handed pitcher for a couple of innings, and then all of a sudden they bring back Michael Lorenzen or Lucas Sims. Excuse me, or Luis Sessa from the right side, and your lineup is set up to hit a lefty pitcher. I think it is the kind of philosophy the Reds should roll with in the wild card game. So, from here on out, if anybody wonders who Jeff thinks should start the wild card game, I think it should be Luis Castillo. And I think Wade Miley should be waiting in the wings to kind of be that change up, kind of turn everything around on the opposing lineup pitcher. Because I think the Reds are going to end up facing the Giants. But I believe wholeheartedly, 100%, the Reds are going to make that second wild card spot. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for watching. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, if you make sure that you are subscribed, that way you don't miss anything that I've got for you, you can also follow me on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you to those who already do and are listening currently. And I will talk to each and every one of you on Monday. Hopefully, we'll be wrapping up a series sweep of the Detroit Tigers.